Welcome to episode two of the Adventuring for Mere Mortals podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Trevor. Today, we're going to be talking about getting outdoors and starting adventuring. Yeah, our first real full episode, not the short intro. Trev, shall we catch up a little bit before we get started since we haven't chatted in a month? Anything new? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Generally, everything's pretty great. There is some not as great news, I guess depending on your outlook on things. But uh, yeah, later this week, I'm having uh, reconstructive surgery on one of my knees. So I uh, injured it two two to three years ago and playing basketball because I love it. But yeah, I, I was stubborn and dumb and didn't go to the doctor after. And I just kind of rehabbed it myself. And I was able to walk and run and hike and didn't really have any issues with it until I started to play rec basketball again. And even with a brace, it it popped very painfully pretty much every game so i was like okay fine going to the doctor jumped through all the hoops met multiple different doctors and worked my way up to getting an mri got that done and it's like oh yeah you have a completely torn acl and it's been that way for a while and i've got two minor tears on my meniscus as well so uh yeah my doctor and doctor and the surgeon said yep might as well get it fixed while you're fairly young rehab will be easier and you, you just don't want to have to deal with it the rest of your life. So yeah, they're going to take a piece of my hamstring and use that for my new ACL and then kind of drill into some bones and yeah, I'll be kind of be out of doing outdoorsy things for a while. It all just depends on how I react to PT and how well that goes, but I've heard it can be a long, painful PT process. So yeah, I'll, I'll keep everybody up to date. But yeah, I mean, that's about all that's really going on with me. It's Louisiana winter. So it has been almost hitting freezing the last few nights. So that's been, it's been cold. <laughs> but yeah, that's about all I've been up to, man. How about you? Well, I really haven't been up to much. Um, did a few local hikes, um, things like that. Uh, and in deep in in research mode, um, for ultra light winter travel. Oh. Um, so I've got a bunch of new gear that came in that I'll be testing and reviewing. We'll see how it goes in the, in the coming weeks, but, um, I've got a trip lined up next week down to Reno Tahoe area. Um, I'm going to do some skiing and exploring in that area. And then weekend after that headed to uh, the Tetons, um, going to do a cross country tour in the, in the front range, it sounds like. And then, then I think I'm going to Chicago to the, the primary focus be drinking beer and visiting museums and things like that. You know, the important stuff. Chicago is a great place like that for that kind of stuff, especially drinking beer. It's like one of those, like, yeah, I went to grad school up there. So it's like one of the under the radar beer cities. Like, I think when I was there, when I started grad school, I think there were 65 breweries or so in the in the Chicagoland area. Now there's hundreds. It's crazy. There's like almost too many. But it's a it's you'll have a good time in Chicago. It's a great time. Even in the winter, even if it's cold. But just dress warm. You'll be fine. Getting inspired by all, by all those uh documentaries on Netflix. Did you see the uh New Yorkers comic? I think it was from the 14th. Oh the yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to stop watching inspiring documentaries and it's 
two old people climbing a rock wall. <laughs> hanging, hanging by fingertips. Yeah. But yeah. But, like Netflix is just all over They're They're killing that right now. Like, like I watched 14 peaks, the Alpinist recently. Those are so good. I just enjoyed the heck out of them. And like yeah. you said, they are, they're really, really, uh, really inspiring, but man, some of them are just like, man, these people are crazy. Like the amount of dedication, all like the focus of all these show, all these documentaries have to have to put towards their craft is insane. Like I can't imagine having the time to do that. I thought training for a marathon took a lot of time and I just can't imagine like they just eat, breathe, sleep, whatever there is they're doing. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous, but that's why we created this podcast. Yeah. Cause not everybody's <laughs> like that. Like those people are awesome to watch and it's like inspiring. It's like, Oh, that's like, cause those people are like the pinnacle, right? They're like the top of their thing. They wouldn't have a documentary about them if they weren't like the best, right? You don't want to, no one wants to watch a documentary about me playing rec league basketball or something like that. Right. You want to see the people that are, they're really, really good at their craft. Yeah. So that out of, out of those uh, documentaries, which one was your favorite? Man, I really got to go with 14 peaks like Nims Perja. That dude's awesome, man. And like, he, he like had to like, what was it? Yeah. He had to like mortgage his house to be able to like put this on. Cause literally no one believed in him. Everybody just said, Oh, that's really cool. You're crazy. It'll never work. Well, yeah. We're not giving you money. You're, you're not like a good investment. So he's just like, whatever, man, I'll do it myself. And yeah, now he's, now he's, he's like a famous dude now. Yeah. I liked, I liked this, the, the description. We heard rumblings that this was happening, but no one knew who this guy was or <laughs> really what, what he was about. But yeah, I guess for a little background, cause we really just jumped right in. Um, Nims Perja, he's a Nepali guy. Uh, like mountain climber, like extreme, like he'd done Everest multiple times. He was in the British special forces, just a all around badass dude, but he was putting together an all Nepali climbing team to climb all 14 peaks above 8,000 meters in like as fast as they could, but he wanted to do it in less than a year. I think they'd end up doing it in like seven months or something like that. But I think the previous fastest person to do it did it in like four years or something so that's why no one believes it's like what you're crazy you can't do this like and he is just like insane enough to think he can do it and then he just went out and did it like they did multiple of these eight thousand meter peaks just like from base camp all the way to the top one shot and it's just it's incredibly impressive like it's insane i, I have no i'm running out of descriptors if you could see Trevor right now, his his brain is melting and yeah, I yeah. really really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I like the Alpinist. Um, if you haven't seen that one, that that one's more my speed. Um, just get out and do it for the for the joy of it. Uh, yeah, there's there's one article, and this kind of relates to how how you get in the outdoors. You know, it all has to start somewhere, mm-hmm. and like I've had a lot of inspiration throughout the years, whether it's been mentors, um, inspiring articles or things like that. But I think I shared the article with you, of the, the solo ski mountaineer. Yeah. Yeah. 
just had his dog and was driving around the Pacific Northwest, climbing mountains and skiing crazy lines by himself. For the love of the game. For, yeah. And no sponsors. That's kind of how the alpinist is. I like that yeah. he goes rogue and just disappears for a while. And he's supposed to have this video crews, you know, documenting him. Yeah. And they get mad because they can't get a hold of him. <laughs> but yet he's updating his social media. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like thinking about it, that's a, it's a really weird dichotomy between those two people. They're both doing like crazy, like pinnacle of their sport things. Whereas Nims Persia, he has this, I'll call it a likable cockiness. Like he rolls in, he's like, dude, I'm going to do this. I'm the best. My team, I got, I built this team. We're all awesome. We're going to go do this. And he's like hyping people up around him. Whereas Mark Andre, the alpinist, that's his name, right? Mark, Mark Andre Leclerc. Yeah. I believe that's right. He was just like, he was just like, he had this purity about him. He's like, nope, I'm just going to go do this. I enjoy it. I mean, if I, if other people think it's cool, that's cool, but I'm just doing it for the experience and it's like testing himself, but he doesn't care what anybody else thinks about it. Yeah. I want to know how he convinced the, or how he had a girlfriend while he lived in the store or uh, stairwell and then oh, no. and a tent. That's just, that's remarkable. But well, he was, he was a likable, funny guy, I guess. Shall we get into the, the meat of the uh, program for today. Yeah, absolutely. The, how, how did they get started, you know, and, and how did we get started? Mm-hmm. And I guess the, the start is that everyone starts from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and like for people that are already like out that get out, this can, this might sound really like basic and stuff, but you got to start somewhere, right? Like I am super guilty of being like, stopping and starting my being active times. Like it all depends on like what's going on in my life. So it can, there's things that can make it really difficult to get out. Like if you have a really stressful job, it's hard to get out. Like, like I have a wife and two kids and kids take up a lot of your time. It turns out. And even if you don't have those, there's things like your digital distractions. Like there's always, if you have social media, social media is always there. It's lurking. It's waiting. It's like, Oh, come, you need to look at me. You haven't looked at me in five minutes. You can look at me again. And you look and, oh, it's already been a half an hour. It's like I said, I was going to run 20 minutes ago. Um, so it's really easy to get sucked into the digital, all the digital things we have around us. What are some other, what, are, what, what keeps you from being outside sometimes, Kyle? <laughs> Personal motivation. I'm really, really good about the excuses of, oh, I'll do that later. Or, I don't need to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I'm really fortunate, you know, I can go not even three, three miles and be at multiple trailheads with hundreds of miles of trail. I do um, not have that luxury. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes for me, it's just the motivation of getting up either early or getting out of the chair after a long day at work. Mm-hmm. just to go do something but I, I i always feel a lot better after i do it um, oh 100 and, and you know it, it it finally sets in you know that, that i should really do this early on you know there was a lot of things whenever i wanted to go try and man i had a laundry list of excuses <laughs> it was too expensive it 
it required some sort of specialized training. Like I had to be like professional athlete level fit. And I don't know where that came from. It's it's easy to excuse. Yeah. Instead of just enjoying it, it was more like, do I want to be the best? Like, (laughs) you know, you know, the gear thing was never a big deal for me because I'm a gearhead and I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can sit there and read up on, on gear and what you need and what's the best for this and what's, you know, the best for that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it came down to running uh, whenever I, I started wanting to do more running competitively. Um, and it was like, look, running is basically zero cost. It's a pair of shoes, shorts, and the motivation to get out your front door. Yeah. And like anything, there's different levels of shoes you can buy. Like you don't need the gold plated carbon fiber shoes just to get out and start. So you can start with like your new balances that you can get it anywhere. And you you can always build up. I mean, because a lot of times if you're starting a new thing, you don't want to buy the most expensive gear out there because who knows if you're going to enjoy it. So you don't want to invest a whole lot of money sometimes unless until you really know that you're in it, right? Well, do you even really need to invest that much money? I mean, think about it. Think think back to camping trips, you know, with the family. We had hardly anything whenever we went. Yeah. It it was like a tent, a sleeping bag. (laughs) And and like that was it. And okay, we're gonna go camping and there's gonna be a fire and we're gonna cook on the fire. But you know, it was it was no frills camping. Yep. You can always adjust things. You know, and and like what you said, uh, whenever I lived in Atlanta, it drove me nuts that I was in city limits. Um, but one thing that I did was to, to sort of change my mindset, uh, I started biking, walking into work. Mm-hmm. You know, it was about three and a half ish miles one way. I mean, it was it was no investment, and it actually created a nice break for me from work. Yeah, it's easy to separate that and way. Right? I would, yep, I would walk, and I would come back, and you know, that season for backpacking and caving, I was probably in the best shape by pure accident, you know, (laughs) because I had walked back and forth and I had kind of developed this mental toughness because in a way I kind of done a through hike. Oh yeah. Every day doing the same thing again again and again and again. Yep. And, you know, rain, shine, freezing temperatures, heat, and, you know, that was just tweaking one thing in my, my routine. I did a very similar thing in grad school. So I, I think I lived, uh, it was like probably a mile and a half, two miles away. And I would walk every day. I wasn't as hardcore as you. If it rained, I was, I was catching a bus or if I really was late, I would drive my car and park, but, but very similar thing. If it wasn't pouring rain, I was, I was walking and it, it, it's right. And it's nice. Nice, easy way to wake up. You get your day going and it separates when you leave at the end of the day too. So I completely agree. And then, you know, in terms of gear, uh, I mean, the perfect example would be like a raincoat. You may want like the Cadillac of Gore-Tex coats, (laughs) um, but, you know, that comes with a price tag of two, three hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, what benefit are you actually getting for that extra money? Yeah. And, and it's, it's comfort. You're buying comfort. Yeah. And you know, that's, 
that's one thing whenever people ask me about gear recommendations when they're looking at gear and things like that you know the first question i ask them back is how much comfort do you want to buy <laughs> there's no rules that if you wanted to go on a backpacking trip that you couldn't go with you know a external frame backpack from the 70s and do it People Sounds did, painful, did but you could do it. I think people still do it. Like, oh, you yeah. still see them it, out there. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, ultralight backpacking is the craze. Yeah. But is, with that yeah. ultralight gear comes a big price tag. Agreed. Um, and, you know, you can slowly invest in, in these different, you know, things. Uh, Actually, a good example of a piece of really cheap gear, and Kyle has seen this backpack that I have for years, it is... I think it was Ozark trail backpack that I got at Walmart before field camp. And I've had it for close to 20 years now. It is my day pack. That thing is indestructible. It has been all over the world with me. I bring it ever. Like anytime I go out somewhere, I'm wearing that backpack and it is, I've, it's still, I've, nothing's broke on it. And it's been 20 years The things bomb proof. Essentially it still gets, gets soaking wet, but it was like probably 20 bucks. I don't even remember how much we spent on it. I was like, oh, I need a backpack that has like loops on it for going hiking out for field camp. It's like, that thing's still awesome. I was shocked whenever I opened the back of my truck and I saw that backpack sitting in there. <laughs> it's a blast from the past. Yeah, it was crazy. So I've kind of shared how or how I've incorporated outdoors, looking for nearby parks whenever I've lived in mm -hmm. uh, major cities, trying to do short hikes or, you know, it, it doesn't have to be super awesome, amazing. Um, yeah. The point is to just get out and for me to disconnect from the electronics because all day, mm -hmm. every day I'm in meetings on a computer doing things like that. How do you handle it? Because I mean, you have different circumstances. I can just pick up and go whenever I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a little more back. I live in suburbia pretty much as as much as suburbia as you get with New Orleans. But so live in a live in a nice little neighborhood. But like Kyle, I'm I'm working all the time. So I have to specifically make being active a priority. So I, I was really bad at it when we were in the office. But when covid all the the stay-at-home work really started to come around i took advantage of that and at first it was my kids were at home so i would just put them in the stroller and we would walk around the neighborhood and that's when i was in my worst shape in probably five or ten years i was not in great shape because i was just working all the time and not running and not not being active so it started with just doing laps around our neighborhood with just pushing my kids and then i got in a little better shape and then i just made it a point at lunch, that's what I do. I go run or ride my bike around the neighborhood. And soon as, as soon as I got it into like my schedule, it just became, Oh, that's what I do. And it just, it's easier once you get in like your rhythm, at least for me, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. And once I got into that habit, I just kept doing it and doing it again. And yeah, it's harder when you have kids around. So like if my kids, my kids are back in school now, but when they're around you, my wife and I have to plan around. It's like, Oh, if I wanted to go run, it's like, Oh, well, can you watch the kids while I run if we're both here? But if it's just me, either the kids are coming with me or I'm not running or not biking that day. So it's, you definitely have to plan around it and everybody has different circumstances. But uh, one thing that 
even when we were in the office and I wish I would have taken, taken advantage of this earlier. I knew a couple people that would block out a section on their calendar every day. It's like, that is the day they go, they're either walking around the building or just unplugging. And a lot of them used it to run or go, go to the gym and work out. But it was on their like company schedule that everybody can see it's blocked out. Do not, do not set a meeting at this point. So it's like, you're setting your boundaries a little bit. So that's another thing that helps because some people just won't do it unless it's scheduled because they're, they're always, something can always pop up, but if you put it on your schedule, it gives you something to stick to. Do you guys ever plan like family outings or weekend getaways that, that center around getting the kids outside? Um, yeah, some, especially when, when COVID happened, we went to a lot of the state parks around where we live and we got the, the kitty backpacks where you can just put the kids in. Like my daughter, she's five. So she's running around a lot, but every once in a while, if we go on something long, she gets, she gets tired, but little man, he's, he's two. So he will go for a little bit and then get tired and want carried. So you just throw him in the backpack and you can keep going. But yeah, we, uh, let's see, we went to Bogafalaya. That's a nice state park about 45 minutes North of us. We went to the highest point in new Orleans, which is like, I don't know, 15 feet or something like that. But yeah, that was in a cool little nature area of our city park. Um, but yeah, we just doing little, little, a lot of state parks. We don't have any national parks that are really close to us. So there's a lot of state parks and city parks. And we have a lot of lakefront stuff for Lake Pontchartrain. But yeah, I mean, you just kind of use what's around you. Use what's, especially with kids, it's hard to just go for drive for hours and hours and hours to go see something when with with that with the situation we have so a lot of us is just trying to stick around maybe 45 minutes tops just to go go see things but really only hiking in the winter down here it's a little too hot to really hike in the summer especially with kids yeah yeah um i i know that a lot of folks um that are kind of in your position where there's not a lot of national parks around they plan family vacations like if if one of the parents are is a national park nerd like you mm. um, you know they they'll plan part or all of the vacation uh, visiting national parks or things like that um, yeah w- my wife and i have talked about that we are definitely want to do like a west coast one and like a glacier yellowstone type area but we want to wait till our son is a little bit older so he'll actually like remember it and appreciate it a little bit and he'll be able to handle the the driving between things a little better. But that is definitely on our list to do because, as you said, I'm a huge national park nerd. And even if if it's one I've been to before that my kids haven't been to, I will gladly go again. Living in Atlanta and Phoenix, it really changed my perspective on looking in, looking at, at city parks and open spaces and having to utilize them as the training ground or just just to get away um, from different yeah. things. And then one thing that, that some folks have asked me about is like, well, what did you do whenever you had Andy? And, and Andy was a border collie. I had, I had a border collie. Um, and because national parks don't allow border collies. Um, and that opened up a huge new world for me um, because then that was national forest uh, land, state parks and BLM. Mm-hmm. you know, where it's, there's trails, um, but they're all dog friendly. Basically, I just had to finally admit that I was making excuses whenever I said there wasn't 
a location <laughs> that was convenient or I didn't have the time or it was just, yeah, it was me not wanting to put in the motivation to get out there and, and do it. So I guess that brings us to the next point. Why are we getting outside? Why even go out and, and, and do it in the first place? Yeah, you can kind of take a couple different angles, I guess, for this. You, you could always say, like my parents would always say when we were a kid, go outside and get some fresh air. You don't need to sit in front of the TV. So yeah, fresh air. And like, it's, it's like a generic thing you can say, but it, there's something to it. Like, especially like if you're outside enough, you can notice how the seasons smell differently every time. You just start noticing things about being outside just fresh air. It's like I said, it's a generic thing, but it's, it's really, it's a really nice thing to appreciate. And for different regions, at least for me, whenever you go out into the outdoors, uh, you're not constrained by like, you have to do this or you have to do that, or you have to, you know, it, it's pick your own adventure. And, yeah. and one thing that I've started to pay attention to more, um, you know, both professionally and, you know, just whenever I'm out and about is like the, 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 they call it the open space or the foothills here. Um, you know, I've gone and walked and hiked the trails and, and it's always interesting to see what other people are using that area for. Mm -hmm. You see walkers, you see runners, you see mountain bikers, you see downhill mountain bikers, people that don't even ride uphill. They drive <laughs> and they stash a vehicle up in the mountains and then they ride all the way down and they've got a second vehicle stashed so that they don't have to ride up them. Um, <laughs> and I was like, genius. Um, you know, there's birders that are out there. Um, there's artists that you'll see set up, um, you know, painting, sketching, um, doing all sorts of different things. Uh, picnics with kids, you know, out there. There's a bike park. There's people doing that. Uh, um, dates, so many people going out and doing a hike and, and you can always tell because the conversation is not as natural and the body, the body language, language. Yeah. you know what? It's, it's ingenious. It's an environment where I thrive and, and I like it on dates because it takes the focus off of the date. You're focusing on an activity. You're out and about. It's kind of equalizing in a sense, and you're just letting the conversation evolve organically and then at the end you know there's a clean break it's like you can either get in your vehicles and go opposite directions or you know go somewhere change the venue uh, yeah exactly change the venue you know the other cool thing that I, i've seen around here how many people that i see utilizing that area but in various ways you know sometimes like i i didn't even know that we had mutual friends but i met a couple here and you know i would see the wife running and then you know another time i saw her mountain biking and then it turns out that i was seeing the wife because the husband was slower than the wife because uh. he was actually <laughs> behind so whenever you know i slowed down i started seeing him and you know that's another takeaway you get to set your own pace yeah. I mean, and I guess that's the larger takeaway too. You can 
you just go out and do what makes you happy and what you feel comfortable doing. Like it can be literally anything, walking, running, biking, bird watching, or even I'm a, I like gardening too. So I have a garden in my backyard that is also getting outside. It's you just find what makes you the happiest, makes you feel the best and get out there and do it. Like it, it's, it's relaxing, get that vitamin D out in the sun. Like it's, it's just a, it's, just a great place and it can be really beneficial for anybody that takes advantage of it yeah and it's scalable you can start small and just start working your way up to you know like if if you just want to take on you know walking around the block and then that goes to hiking a trail and then that goes to hiking a steeper longer trail into an overnight backpacking trip to a multi-day backpacking trip a multi-week month through hike. I mean, it's, it's a natural progression. Yeah. If that's the thing you want to do, it's also okay to get out and say, Oh, well I walked around. I tried to hike up. Yep. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. So try something else, like get into biking, get into, if you have snow, you can try skiing. There's so many different things that you can try. So don't be afraid to, to pivot and say, well, like, yeah, I tried running. It's, you get too sweaty. I don't like that one. I breathe too hard when I'm running. Try something else. Like there's no shame in finding what, what makes you tick and what makes you the happiest. Get out, be happy, be healthy, be the best you you can be. I like it. I think that puts a nice little bow on it. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. Why don't we bring it home? If you want to get in touch with us, there's a few ways to do that. I'm on Instagram at Trevor Bowman, B-O-L-L-M-A-N-N. Kyle does not have Instagram. So I guess if you're in Boise, you can wave at him or something like that. Just wave at people named Kyle. You'll find him eventually. I don't exist as a person. You look on social media. (laughs) (laughs) So all the contact, I guess, will be coming to me. Um, Yeah, if you want to tell us something to talk about on the podcast or give us some comments, critiques, uh, you can email us at adventuring mortals at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram for the podcast at mere mortal pod. Um, and I'm also, I set up a discord server for, for the podcast. Um, the details for that and joining that'll be down in the show notes. And uh, yeah, I mean, as every podcast says, you, you should go out and write a review for our, for us on our podcast on any of the pod, pod, podcast platforms but you might want to wait an episode or two till we really hit our hit our stride we're still working this out but uh anything what else i'm missing are we Kyle? What, what platforms um, are we on? pretty much we're going to be on all of them all the main ones will be on apple apple podcast i think it's called now um spotify google podcasts there's a couple more tune in i think is one yeah, we'll be if we're going to catch 99% of people. I'll just leave it at that. We're going big. Yeah. I like, but yeah, I guess until next time, hopefully, next episode, we'll have a guest and it'll be a surprise to both of us because I haven't figured out who that guest is going to be yet. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll see you all next month. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>